Welcome, one and all, to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. This is issue number 76. Before we geek out about this week's news, let's meet our cast. Joining us, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. TV's Casey. You are bound by the crimson bands of Sidorak. <laughs> Jay's Mac. I like magic. <laughs> Doc Chris. Finally, Wong on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> big Wong. Faceful Wong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg, as Sergio is stuck in an eternal time loop in a clever attempt to save us all. Before we dive into the newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have some pretty interesting topics on this week's agenda. An edition of Nerd News. This week we're blessed with... Um the Mass Effect Andromeda trailer, teaser, trailer, trailer thingy. Um, now, coming from a person who's never played any of the Mass Effect games, I know it's a sin, oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like the trailer. It looked really, really cool. I, I know what happened in the story. I know what, what happened up to this point. Basically, the trailer takes place, I think they said about a thousand years later, maybe. I might be wrong, but you're in like the galaxy of Andromeda, the Andromeda galaxy right now. Where you are the aliens, you are the invaders of this galaxy per se. And basically all the choices and hijinks and things that happen with a Mass Effect game. I like it. It looks cool. I'm really excited to play it because I don't really have to know what happened too much in the original Mass Effect games to know what's going on in this. I just know we're surviving. I'm the Pathfinder. And that's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped for this. I'm I love the uh, original trilogy, and um, like I played like the crap out of, like the first game. I didn't really like that much until the second game came out. Then I had to play the first game, play the second game, and then it really grabbed me. So any new any addition to Mass Effect is welcome in my book. Although I am going to be kind of bummed that it's not Shepard because I feel so attached to to Greg Shepard. <laughs> Listen, he had to go. I, know, I actually I know. wonder for like the new Mass Effect if you get to make yourself again like other. Um... Well, I I think you do because if you look at the hero, he has that like generic handsome man face, which means yeah. that it's probably just like a random custom. Yeah, mm. Bioware, um, and and that's like the big thing in in Bioware games, right? Is like you can they're all about like you know customizing a character and putting him in the world. Whether you're looking at uh, Knights of the Old Republic or you're looking at uh, Mass Effect or even um, geez, I'm thinking it's giving me right now uh, Dragon Age. Oh right. yeah, Dragon Age, Dragon right. Age. It's all about kind of just like Age. making whatever character you want and, and going in there. So I'm super pumped for, for this, obviously. I think it's going to be awesome. You know, uh, I don't know what anyone else thinks. I'm pumped for them to uh, hopefully take some more stock photos and use those within the game, just like they did in Mass Effect 3. Ooh. I, I, do you guys remember that? Not a big fan of Tally's real face, are we? Uh, it's so <laughs> funny to me because like everybody just called him out on the spot and I was just like oh my god this is the exact photo just with like a purple like you know filter over it and just you know some gear on her but uh yeah I was I was really happy to see that I hope to do it again I'm a big fan ever since <laughs> you know it's funny Greg like I've had a lot of friends say the same thing that you said where they played the first one didn't like it played the second one thought was amazing and that's where yeah. they fell in love first one has these the, like, the vehicle sections that really take you out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like those. They've like forced an exploratory thing that you didn't want to do. Um, I I actually skimmed through a lot of that because uh, the when the first one so when I was replaying the so I played the first one for the first time for like 
an hour. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not doing this. Uh, and then I saw the previews for the second one. And I was like, oh, I got to rush through this. So I was playing through it. And I literally had the second one sitting in plastic wrap next to me as I was finishing the first one. <laughs> so it was just like a race against time. So the I hated the the rover missions. They didn't feel as bad as they could have because I was just like go gunning through it just to get through it. Um, I liked how they all like kind of surmounted to this one ending at the end, even though it was kind of like forced to, you know, like a forced perception of illusion. It was still kind of cool that like you could have everyone survive or no one survive or a couple people survive. So I had the good ending and I felt really good about that. And I didn't nice. even have to cheat to get it. It was great. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Like I was I, I went through it and everyone survived. Then I was talking to my buddies and he was like, oh, man, like what's his name died. And I was just like, wait, wait, like they could die. Like I thought that was just like a, a Disney like ending to the whole thing is where everyone just kind of like lives. And then you get the Matrix ending. For some stupid reason. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Strategy guides are for chumps. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jay's Mac, is something you wanted to talk about? There is, yeah. BlizzCon, guys. It yeah. happened. Yeah. And there was an infiltration with a new character from Overwatch. We had Sombra get re- uh, announced. They announced that there's going to be an Overwatch League, which I'm yep. very excited about. Um, the video definitely tickled my feels and I was like, I can be a professional athlete on a computer. I can really do it. Um, two other things, uh, they announced a new character for Diablo Mm three and they're also tickling our member berries, bringing Diablo one back into the Diablo three game. I can't Um, cast that here. Sorry. (laughs) That's right. No, that's, that's appropriate. That's it. Um, he can't, you can't, you can't, you can't cast that here. Um, they actually have some footage of Diablo 1 being played in the Diablo 3 universe. Um, and it it looks really good, but really bad, um, just like the original game did. It's really funny. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to see what happens, you know, furthermore, because they only did about seven layers of the uh, the sanctuary. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to be able to kill... Diablo for the first time all over again. Oh yeah. Uh, did they no cow level? Did they put a, a price point on the Necromancer DLC? I didn't see that. Not that I'm aware of yet. Hopefully um, it's free. Hopefully it's free. Hopefully it's free. Um, you know, this also raises the question whether or not that we're gonna kind of just get this with um with Diablo altogether. Like, are they gonna be settling for another eight years, or are they gonna, you know, start working on a fourth one? Uh, I feel like releasing a necromancer they're kind of like okay yeah you guys are going to live with this for a little bit longer yeah i think so think? too i mean if they if they like bring out the druid back then definitely that mm-hmm. was definitely my jam yeah yeah i mean they could sit on this for another couple of years if they really wanted to right uh yeah maybe release some like an expansion or something and and get more more than just like a character expansion like a whole other like they could easily automatically generate another whole like area reaper souls yeah dick around in right Mm-hmm. Um, and they Another they could act. if they wanted to, and I'd be okay with that. And it would actually probably behoove them to like really just start doing that kind of stuff because you know they could easily if you charge five bucks for the Necromancer, I'll probably pick it up. In all honesty, and I bet yeah. you a lot of other people would easily, and this gives them extra revenue for not that much extra work. Um, but there has been rumblings of a Diablo Four, right? Like the rumor mill is going kind of crazy about it. They are, they yeah. are. I just I wonder. 
whether or not they're going to take 12 years to produce that one too. <laughs> yeah. D4, Deckard Kane's Revenge. <laughs> God, I bought Diablo 3 for my 360 like maybe a month before the PS4 dropped, give or take. Really? Once I got my PS4, I haven't played it since, and I'm so ashamed of that fact. It feels oh. like a whole new game on a console. Yeah, it definitely I felt really like, like yeah. it on the console. Definitely yeah. felt like Gauntlet. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know? Oh my Warrior god, Warrior needs food badly. Wait, wrong Gauntlet. <laughs> you know what bothered me though about Diablo Three? I'm sure they fixed it with a patch. My monk was way more powerful than my warrior. Oh yeah, they nerfed him pretty hard. Um, they started. Well, it kind of goes in rolls too, right? Like they'll nerf him. They'll bring somebody in. They'll be like super powerful. Um, they'll do that with like. The uh, the Crusader as well, like he was completely <coughs> OP for a while. And that then shield bash, made, that shield bash was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they nerfed that too. So they they kind of fix those things in patches and make it a little bit more more fun. Mm. I don't know. I, I can see them taking a while now. I'm thinking about it on a Diablo Four because they're definitely moving more towards a uh, uh, esports kind of thing, especially with um, mm-hmm. Overwatch kind of taking over yeah. the helm. Um, and if we see some uh, cross-platform play, that would be like they seem to be. Everyone seems to be teasing. It would be actually pretty dope to have between computer and console. Oh Although God! It would be two completely different experiences, and it'd be weird. I don't. I don't thing. think they would but, ever do computer versus console. I think they would do like Xbox versus PlayStation because yeah, like the the con the computer people would just like own the console people just because they have the um, the precision of a mouse. The yeah, mouse. it wouldn't be yeah. fair to anybody. Yeah. Unless I just team up with Jason and just hang up behind him the whole time. <laughs> you can. You that, can, man. That's what I'll do. That's, that's I can pull you. I'll I, I admit, though, like the release of the whole like Overwatch League. Yeah. Now, as you guys know, I wasn't like, if you ever listen to one of our older podcasts, I wasn't too big of a fan <clears throat> of Overwatch. I liked Battleborn more. Mm-hmm. You can find it on like Battle Creek Podcast. But hearing about the Overwatch League makes me want to play Overwatch again. It makes me yeah. want to play it even harder just for the simple fact that, Jason, like you said, I could be an athlete on my couch in my underwear <laughs> playing this yeah. game. What else could I ask Just for? like Michael Phelps. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Just like Michael Phelps. I'm going to be a complete actually, athlete he, in my undies. He actually does actually compete in his underwear now that I think about it. He does. He does. It's actually true. It's true. I made a joke, but it came came to life. That's a true story. And speaking of underwear, we have news of Young Justice Season (laughs) 3. Get it? Because they're in the underwears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant because I shit when I heard this. Oh, there's that too. So every every nerd out there um, that was was announced on what? uh, Wednesday? Tuesday? That had seen this news... Collectively, shatter ourselves in joy. Um, they announced a Young Justice Season 3 that is in production right now. It's not going to be in production. They are making it. We right don't have any other news with that. We don't know what network it's going to be on. Um, we don't know what time slot it's going to be on. We don't know how many episodes they're going to do or what it's going to be about. But we know it's happening. And I don't Who cares? It's back. I know. Young Justice is back. So the it was reason, the second best news on Tuesday night. I know. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, the reason why they attributed the the cancellation for Young Justice after season two, where we got that infamous dark side scene, is because it said there wasn't enough merch being sold. So not enough action figures were being oh. sold. Not enough DVD sales. Not enough video game sales. Stuff like that. Uh, but 
to everyone's credit, all the merch sucked for the show. So mm-hmm. if they kind of pick that up a little bit, make maybe a little better quality, maybe partner up with the guys who made the Disney Infinity toys, maybe get a little of that going on. Like maybe they'll see some success. I don't know. So I'm just buy merch. Buy merch. Greg if you want saying. this to go on, buy merch. I bet, and I don't have any real reason to like. I have no like, <clears throat> no sources that say this. No other reason other than my gut to say this. But I bet it comes back on Netflix. Dad. Oh dope. yeah. That would be dope. I, I just have a feeling. They are a nostalgia machine. They're a nostalgia <laughs> machine. There's no other. Like if a show comes back after a while, Arrested Development, um, mm-hmm. it comes back on Netflix. So there's that. I just blew myself. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Wasn't Netflix their go-to for like your chance at bringing the show back? It was for a while. And then Hulu jumped on that train too. Oh, yeah, that's true. With so Mindy Hulu's been doing a little bit of that mini project, yeah, stuff like that. Um, so ultimately, we'll see what happens. We'll see the quality. We do know it's uh, Greg Weissman behind the wheel again, so that's really cool. Um, man, Greg's are just killing it in like nerd television. Have you noticed that? Greg yeah. Berlanti with uh, the Arrowverse, and now Greg Weissman with Young Justice. What's just saying, store for Greg just saying, Madisoff. you guys, you guys are uh, lucky to have me on here because. You know, <laughs> Greg Kinnear. It's Greg Greg Kinnear. Who doesn't like a good Greg Kinnear movie? Really? Who? Oh my god. Really? Really? Fired. Really? (laughs) Get out of here with that. He's slowly fading away. He's fading away. (laughs) And with that. Oh no, what she No. And with that, that's all the nerd news we have to get out of the way for this week, which is the week of November 10th, 2016. Guys, enjoy. The Doctor Strange Podcast. Up up until 2016, magic did not exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anything that seemed like magic was rewritten and explained away as advanced alien or interdimensional technology. This was more than likely done in an attempt to keep the MCU grounded in reality, which has had a huge strength for the shared universe in the early years. After the success of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, we started seeing less recognizable heroes get their own titles or be more prominently featured in other movies. Within the past couple of months, we have seen an insurgence of magic users come out of the movies, television, and Netflix projects, and there appears to be no turning back. Kicking off with Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and allusions to ancient tomes used in the Doctor Strange movie itself, and next year we will be getting a kung fu magic goodness with the Iron Fist Netflix series. Yar. This week, we're going to be talking about the 14th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange. And to start off this week, we have our very own TV's Casey with a two-minute summary of the movie. And as always, (laughs) folks, this is going to be spoilers. Casey, go for it, my friend. Yeah, so I guess set your... uh... Set your watches. To you're see you're how already well I 30 seconds in. You're, you're wasting time. Ah, crap, crap. All right, so so Tony Stark's in the desert and and he's testing out this. Ge- Wait, no, wrong movie. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange is the world's greatest surgeon, and he really loves being able to nail all the great hits 
of music of yesteryear. Greatest surgeon there ever is. Overconfident. On a fateful night on his way to a conference. Horrible car crash. His hands, the tools he needs to save lives, mangled, fundamentally destroyed. And no surgeon in the world will ever touch him to try and restore him back to a semblance of normalcy. And though he's got a great flirtation aspect with uh, Rachel McAdams, he shuns her. And he reaches out where Western medicine has failed. He goes to the East to train in sorcery under an ancient one who's white. But that's okay because she's Celtic. But he teams up with Baron Mordo and Wong and uncovers as he develops his own skills with magic rings and floaty boots and all kinds of things and sanctums. There's a plot by Hannibal Lecter. Damn it. <laughs> I was so good. You were doing so good. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, oh, man. Oh, Hannibal yeah. Lecter wants to eat the universe with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. Uh, and he's using his ability to warp the real world, not just the mirror dimension, to do it. So it's a matter of all the great mystics training in Tibet. The actual name of the place also escapes me. God damn it. Um, it starts with a K. It starts with a K. That's a, it good, no enough, good enough for any fan. But they square up. This guy's destroying the three magic cruxes that keep the world in balance. One in London, one in New York, and one in Hong Kong. All for a greater master, the Dread Dormammu. Lord of the Dark Dimension and the Dark Side. If you're watching someone else's screen and not mine. But you should be focusing on me. No Doctor Strange with the power of the Cloak of Levitation and the Eye of Agamotto, which features an Infinity Stone, in case you didn't catch that. Whoa, <gasps> spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Listen, we already threw that flag up. <laughs> what? He masters sorcery and time and saves the day. Gentlemen, lady, what do we think of Doctor Strange? Who's the lady? Um, I guess I'm the lady. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. You ruined the secret question. (laughs) Real pretty. (laughs) Um, I'll say this, and I did scream it out in the theater, and I embarrassed my buddy who watched it with me a little bit. Um, When the Eye of Agamotto, when he first uses it on screen, he starts doing, like, the the time stuff. You mean the time stuff? I turn to my buddy, and I'm like, that's an Infinity Stone. We said Mm -hmm. it on one of our podcasts. You know? He's Mm -hmm. like, all right, Dave, that's cool. And at the end, when Wong says it, you know, you can't be walking around with a infinity stone. I just screamed out, I called it! We called it! We knew! So. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, <laughs> the best response to that would have been, but Wong, Vision walks around with one all the time. He's an Avenger. <laughs> well, let, let's talk. Last week we talked about, um, kind of, we talked about Doctor Strange in comics, right, throughout the years, from the 70s up until uh, modern times. Um, let's talk about his origin for a little bit in this. Well, it was it was very similar to what has been in the comics thus far, right? Yeah. Nothing too surprising there. He was definitely like a uh, a the, he's like the Doctor House of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I found <laughs> like even his voice was a little too similar. He's a British actor doing an American accent, <laughs> but like they don't mm-hmm. all have to sound like Hugh Laurie. 
I actually wanted, I actually was hoping his personality was going to be more house and less yeah. just straight Tony Stark, but as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a little bit more larger than life, a, a, uh, a little bit more theatrical and less like pop culture reference. Yeah. Well, or, uh, or, like, I, or like how he was helping someone and he's diagnosed as lupus, but it's, we know it's never lupus. It's never, it's never lupus. lupus. It's never lupus. Except never. that one time. That one it time. Was it was lupus once. Yeah. One mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought uh, I thought the montage there was a, you know, kind of the montage of him uh, getting better. Um, I liked the pacing of it, um, and I thought it was good because it didn't spend like the whole movie getting up to that point. It was yeah. probably like maybe like the first half hour, and then um, and then it really kicked in. Yeah, um, I love that he was like a dick to everybody. Um, what I didn't love though is that he's afraid to fail. Um, yeah, it's a huge huge theme in that movie, which is great. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's calling people out. He's like, no, you should have had me do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I should have been the doctor to do this. Um, you know, he's cocky when he knows he can succeed. Um, he doesn't want to take anybody else's, you know, problems, and that's how he hurts himself, right? And that's how he gets in the accident. He's looking at all these cases and saying, like, I'm not going to do that one. Nope, that one has no chance of, you know, surviving. Nope, nope, car accident. There was, like, yeah. one case that he was think- talking about, and I'm wondering if it was an Easter egg or not, but it sounded, like, very, very just unique where there was a girl that had a chip in her head that regulates her personality. She got struck by lightning. Does that sound familiar to anybody in any way, shape, or form? Nope. Like of However, all- I did uh, catch that roadie throw out. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a roadie throw out. What? It wasn't? No, he's he's um he's not he's basically he's a marine, right? Uh, no, roadie's it- not marine. He's, oh, it was uh, the um the pilot for Hammer. And so like if you think that so this is like a, a big thing. I I was reading a lot of like theories and stuff like that. People were like, "Oh, it's roadie. No, it's not roadie." Um if that was for Hammer, that dude has been like that for Quite a long time. Hmm. Like Iron Man 2 happened a while really ago. long time ago. And the span of Doctor Strange is like a year, maybe two at tops. So he starts in um, like he starts in 2015-ish and brings him all the way up to the end of Civil War. Like this happens, I think, during Civil War. I'm pretty okay, sure. Yeah. Like this is kind of going on in the background. It's got to, It's at the very least, it happens after the first Avengers, but I think that's really the only hint that we get. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's um actually one of the newspapers or, or files said 2016 it has the year on it. I was reading. Oh, so wow. they do actually say this is not like you know 2014, 2013. It's at least at least 2015 at the earliest for the beginning. Hmm. Um. That was a big thing. It's like, when does this take place? And they do kind of, they don't make a point of telling you, but they do show it in the uh, in the movie for sure. Hmm. So there's that. Yeah, because I thought that was Rhodey too, because, you know, at the end of, uh, uh, what was that? Was that Civil War that happened? Yeah, Civil War. Yeah, Civil where War, he yeah. Just, yep. It's like, yeah. And you're like, oof. Tough love. Stuff love, buddy. Sorry. Tough <laughs> life. But it wasn't. Maybe it's someone else trying to test out armor. It could be. It could be Hammer just behind the scenes, just like being just, or not just in Hammer because he's in jail, but like, you know, Hammer Inc. just like going fucking bonkers and trying to still make the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. It's still failing. And still failing miserably <laughs> with the same exact problem. Dudes just getting turned around in ways they shouldn't be getting turned around. Oh, uh, drone better. 
I was, dude, <laughs> you, throne better. you stole it they right from my, my mouth, Casey. Good my on boy. you. Throne better, my boy. Where is my bed? Where's my <laughs> bed? Where is my boy? So uh, you're welcome for that wonderful discussion off of a incredibly inaccurate statement that yeah. I thought I was being very smart. No. But uh, Terrible. apparently I wasn't. Mm-hmm. My it's all right. We still love you. It was just weird, though. Like, it was such a very unique um, description of a person when he said that, like, Oh, she's a woman that has a chip in her head that regulates her personality. Got struck by lightning. It's like, well, that's kind of a very um, that's a very specific thing, yeah. So that's why mm. I thought it was something. Yeah, I, I, not yeah, anything. I that I'm, I'm sure it is, and I just don't know it. I can't mm-hmm. think of it. Uh, but Casey's more well versed in Marvel than I am. I got nothing. I'm more of a DC <laughs> kind of guy. Me too. Um. So his so Doctor Strange's origin pretty much the same thing, uh, which is really cool. However. The ancient one is very interesting in this. Um, and when, she, like, I knew, we all knew that it, he wasn't going to be, or the, it, was, it wasn't going to be a guy. It wasn't going to be a Master Roshi type. It was going to be something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, I would say, two minutes I saw her on screen, I was like, man, this would be a lot better for just some old Asian guy. Just, like, doing the stupid Master, Master Roshi chuckle. But then the more that Tilda Swinton started acting and the more that I saw her in the role and what she had done with it, the more I really liked her, you yeah. know. Uh, also, did you notice one ear is bigger than the other? Really? Yeah. No. Huh. Uh, yeah. That, I nope. mean, my, my like OCD kind of <laughs> kicked in on that a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> did you have them pause the movie and go up to the screen with uh, <laughs> the measuring tape to be like, hold up, everyone, hold, hold up, up. time out. Yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> Greg's knocking, on, me, Greg's knocking on the freaking projector. No, excuse me, excuse me. Come on, guys, gotta pause it. As you can see, the left ear is slightly three quarters of an inch longer than the right ear. It's so obvious. Go back and look at it. I'm, I'm watching it right now. It's <laughs> it's so obvious. Um, but what she did with the role, I really liked. Um, very calm, collected. She knows she knows more than Strange does. Um, but she never like succumbs to his pride and his arrogance. She just keeps this kind of cool um, level thing. Uh, we have Surge in the chat right now saying that uh, Tilda, he's still, he's still stuck in this loop, but managed to send out this message. He said Tilda wasn't convincing <laughs> for him, which I knew was going to happen. I had a feeling when I was watching it, uh, but I really liked her. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I think I, that uh, loops have Wi-Fi, first of all. Hey, Surge. <laughs> Remember, uh, the the Wi-Fi password is Shambhala, so, you know, you yeah. can definitely do it. That's savages. <laughs> I uh I think that they should have gone you know there was a big controversy around her being cast the role mm-hmm. um, because obviously she's not of Asian descent mm-hmm. um and they did kind of cover it up with like one line oh she's you know she's Celtic, Celtic. Yeah. right um I felt like either a they should have delved more into her background and how she came to be yeah. I think that would have made her fit in better or um really embraced that everyone that was training there was from all sorts of different cultures and different kind of walks of life that also would have solidified it a little bit more mm. besides um, her, Mordu, and Doctor Strange being pretty much the only non-Tibetans in yeah. the well, place. Well, so, you do see them. You do see them training a little bit. Like other people that are, not, are non-Tibetans in there just like non-invasion descent. So you do see them, but you are right, Chris. Like, I do wish it was driven home more. About who she is or where they are and what other like walks of life mm-hmm. people come from. I do agree with that. I'd I'd love like a one of those like mini movies that they did for like what was it Hail to the King, like one of those little like 
side ones where it's just like maybe a five minute short of just like her origin or something like I that. I could do you one better. Yeah. What's that? Ooh. You make it like Godfather Part Two. Okay. You do Eight hours long. You do, you do the yeah. No. You do the flashbacks <laughs> to, to the to the ancient one's backstory in the second movie. Oh, that'd be cool. How they oh, did yeah. with Don Corleone. So. That'd be really cool. If only she wasn't dead. So what's what's mm. interesting about like I always find this interesting about um like whitewashing and race swapping and stuff like that is a lot of people were upset that Tilda Swinton was cast as the ancient one and, and I I enjoyed it. I still would have liked a, just a traditional ancient one. Uh, but I haven't heard a lot of backlash about Mordo. Which is yeah, very he's supposed to be like um He's supposed to be like an Asian dude. Yeah. An evil looking Asian dude. But I haven't heard anything too crazy, at least, at least from people I've talked to about him. But then again, um, it, the, yeah, that actor is fantastic. I didn't know it any better, and I uh, I enjoyed him. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's nothing about the the casting on here that, for me, ruined the movie. Yeah, um, like, I did like, I'll be with you, Greg, I did like Tilda Swinton a lot. Um, yeah. The more, I, I mean, it was off-putting her being the ancient one, especially from being, like, the original run of... Doctor Strange we did for last week's podcast. Mm. So it was a bit off-putting. I mean, I would have much more li- accept, like liked a um, Master Roshi type. But sure. like you said, as the movie went on, I kind of forgot about yeah. that. Her acting chops definitely were more. And it made you really forget about what who she's supposed to be, basically. Yeah. It, like, she had a very, like, a great, like, youthful, like, sense to her. Just, like... A lot of the things, like, until it got serious, like, kind of remind me of Goku, right? Like, just, mm-hmm. like, joking around, having a good time, training people, um, maybe putting, irresponsibly so, by, like, you know, <laughs> leaving Doctor Strange in a, like, the Himalayan mountains where he could freeze to death. Mount Everest. <laughs> or Mount Everest, you're right. Mount Everest, you're right. Um, and just, like, kind of hoping that he can come back. But yeah. when it comes down to business, it's just like she goes Super Saiyan like that. She's mm-hmm. uh, she puts like the hood up and almost like a, a Avatar as well. Like an I got like a certain Ang vibe. Uh, I was expecting the arrow to be there when she pulled I know. it yeah. the first time. <laughs> she did kick some serious ass. She did in that opening scene. Great. We're overlooking a golden missed opportunity to that that I didn't think of until right now. What's that? She would have made a great Clea female mm. mentor. Literally gets her powers from the dark dimension. Yeah, you're right. Yeah Well, I mean it might, might be like an amalgamation of it, right? Like so like uh, she's the ancient one, but she's also called the Sorcerer Supreme Right Interesting because what they were trying to do with it is and I was reading a couple of interviews with the director He wanted the ancient one to be a title that's passed down um, From from being to being much like the title of uh, Ra's al Ghul in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies where huh. they alluded to that at least that's, that was my reading into it. Mm. Brings us down to, well, let's let's go with Wong next. Wong is very interesting in this movie. Uh, perfectly mm. cast, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, whereas, what's his what's his name? His name is Benedict Wong, isn't it? It's Wong. It's Wong as himself. It's Wong as himself. <laughs> uh, the guy from The Martian who played that like rocket scientist who just nothing was good enough for him, and he would just be yep. sad afterwards. I, was, I love that guy. <laughs> he was awesome. He's just like, all right, I can lose like ten pounds, and they're like, dude, we need twenty pounds. And he's like, all right, I guess if we get rid of this in Prometheus. Oh yeah, he was a pilot of the Prometheus. Yeah, Hmm. he was. I don't remember that. I'm glad that we have a short, fat Wong. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't um, think he was that short. He was a bigger dude. Out, out of he? out of all the comics you guys read, who girthy Wong? Who a thought Wong. that that Wong was the most similar to what they had read? My Wong was, was tiny in my. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, a, a a smaller dude. So I was kind of surprised in. Uh, I was surprised at the size of this Wong. Chris this and I movie. had small Wongs. <laughs> yeah, little dudes. Uh, but I, he was phenomenal. He yeah. was great, great comedic uh, relief. Mm-hmm. I think we have an ethical Wong, and in mine, he's not so ethical. Yeah, mine was hairy, so. So you're saying hair, he's not right? He's Wong. <laughs> I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> Casey will be here all week. Make sure you try to fish. Tip your waitress. Oh God. <laughs> God. So moving right along, the Wong was awesome this. We can all agree. Um, straight, almost straight out of the comics, he's a more seasoned sorcerer than Doctor Strange is. Um, and is it's a bit of the keeper of the tome. A keeper of the tomes too. And this is what I want to talk about real quick too. Sexy um, librarian Wong. They kept on. They kept on saying that Agents of Shield was going to tie into Doctor Strange, and I only thought it was the magical aspect of it. You know, Ghost Riders in there, demons, stuff like that, some ghosts. Um, but literally, one of the books that like should be in this library is in Ag- Agents of Shield. Really, like, this is how. Yeah, like it was weird. Like, and I didn't put two and two together until I'm like driving home from work today, and I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, so the whole thing with <laughs> with that is just very briefly for those of you who are not watching, so you can kind of not have to watch a whole season if you don't want to and get kind of in the know. Um, there are these scientists that were dicking around with the universe. And we know from the Doctor Strange movie that magic in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really just hacking the Matrix, essentially, just hacking right. reality. Um, so they got this book and they start messing with things they don't really know and they can start creating matter out of nothing and start turning beings into energy and storing them in cubes. So what happens is those one scientist who's played, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's Robbie, uh, Robbie's uncle, evil uncle. He ends up sabotaging the whole thing with the book and stores his, uh, coworkers or peers into these cubes and when they come out they're ghosts and if they touch you you go crazy and you think everyone's out to get you and then your head explodes and you die um the so they yes so uh what happens is they can't read the book anymore the book the words appear on it kind of like they did um with the the ancient one's private collection you open it up and it just kind of appears in front of you they can't read it anymore because they're not of the living so I found that very interesting. And the book is like straight out of the movie. It's so cool. Um, but anyways, that's enough of me nerding out about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just want to kind of bring that up real quick. Um, let's talk about Morda. Awesome character. I, I liked him. I thought he was yeah. pretty cool. He, he definitely, how he started and where he ends makes perfect sense. Yeah. In the movie, the way they create the character. He's the ultimate in his mind. He's the ultimate good guy. He's trained for God knows how long to fight evil, to fight Doramu and whatnot. Doramu. And then finding out that all his teachings were a lie drive him nuts, and he's still trying to do the best thing possible in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a pretty good, complex character, in my opinion, to be honest yeah. with you. The whole time I was waiting for him to turn evil. I was like, is this when it happens? Is this when it happens? Is this when it happens? Uh, because I've only betray ever Betray know- him! Betray him! <laughs> I've only ever known Mordo to be a villain. 
And to mm. see him portrayed not as that classical two-dimensional villain was very interesting to me. Like, you do understand where he's coming from. He's he's a black and white kind of guy. It's right or wrong. You know, it's that's yeah. the way it is. And he has always conformed to that, and he thinks everyone else should as well. So when he sees people not doing that and taking in this, like, gray stance, so using a little bit of evil power to prolong your own life uh, for the greater good so you can continue to, tr to train more sorcerers uh, for your side is just unacceptable Wrong. to him. Like, how dare you? You're the worst kind of person out there. You betray your sensibilities. And that, I think, really... Um, I can't. I can never pronounce this actor's name, um, but that's where he really shines, in my opinion. I've is. noticed. So that's also like the um, running theme of a lot of the Marvel villains down the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They all, yeah. you can understand where they're coming from and why they're doing what they are doing. It's no longer he's just evil and wants to take over the world and destroy Angel Grove. No, it's you can see why they are who they are. Yeah. Um, with any of them, like Thor the Dark World or even um, Age of Ultron, you can see where the bad guy is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Ronan the Accuser. I feel like he's just a dick for no reason. I'll give you... Well, no, he's a religious zealot. A complete crazy religious zealot, so that makes sense. Thanos would be the only one. Yeah, Thanos isn't doing anything. He's just watching. Yeah. yeah he he just Thanos hasn't done anything wrong yet. Really, I know he's hiding weapons of mass destruction somewhere. Don't yeah, in start it, in his glove, in in his hand, in his hand. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he's firing off knuckle children. <laughs> brings us. Thank you for that beautiful segue. Brings us into the Infinity Stone that we have seen on this movie. Um, I ca I forgot that Vision has the Soul Gem, right? Mm -hmm. Right. All the colors are fucked up. They're fucked yeah, up, I know. but like... There's two blue, or three blue now? No. no. Wait, I thought he was that the Mind Stone. There's different colors. So yeah, the, uh, Vision, has, is Vision has the Mind Stone. Vision has, Vision the, has mind the Mind Stone. stone which so is, yeah. this um, one, the Eye of Agamotto is the Time Stone. Yep. yep. The, um, the Cosmic the, Cube the, is the Space Stone? Space Stone. Yeah. The Ether, the red stuff, is reality. Space Stone is the one in Guardians. No, that's the Power. That's the, yeah, power. It's the power stone. The purple one. The yeah, purple stone. one's power. Is it? Yeah, There's one we haven't seen yet. Touches we're missing things and one. It destroys this power. Um, the ether, which is the red stone, it's the, the, the erase Natalie Portman from existence. To, be, to my knowledge, is red is power. Yeah. Orange is time. Yeah. Yellow is reality. Green is soul. Blue is mind, and purple is space. But that, that's the thing about these movies, though, is they don't pretend to be faithful adaptations of the comics anymore. I think they tried to do that for Iron Man 1 and Incredible Hulk, but after they really saw what they could do and what they could get away with, um, and it's similar to Young Justice as well. They're like, yeah, no, this is not This is just a different Earth. This is a parallel Earth in the multiverse here. So hmm. things are going to be different. Be prepared. And after you accept that, you're just like, yeah, the colors can be different. That's fine. Because I've said it before, a lot of the stuff they do in these comic book movies if it was done in comic book form as another, like, you know, universe for those characters, we'd be more accepting of it. But because it was done in a movie, we want to hold it more true to value. Right. Right. Mm. But I, I think there's some things that are acceptable as, as changes, right? Uh, and there's some things that are just unacceptable. For example, 
Captain America is always going to be the do-gooder who in modern times gets squared off against the uh, the government. His shield is iconic. His costume mm-hmm. you can tweak, but still has the same color scheme. Uh, for me, what's unacceptable is Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like it's, it's tough for me to pull out an example from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that was just unacceptable, but like... Batman v Superman, Batman killing people. Ish. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you can kind of like I I have it rationalized in my brain where it's a darker world with a darker Batman, but it's just like it doesn't feel right, you know. Let's That's to separate him from the bad guys that he had that one rule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luthor as the Mark Zuckerberg of this world. It's like <laughs> that's unacceptable to me. Um, so it's, it's, it's a fine line and you can cross it at any point. Marvel for me hasn't really done it yet, in my opinion, but time will tell because we still have a boatload of movies coming up. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm thinking about those stones too. There's two blue stones. They're the no, there's stones. not. Look, there's no yeah, blue. There's, no, there's no, there's what? not. Loki Mine scepter? Stone. No, Loki scepter had the yellow stone inside of it. Yep. It did? All because right. you, yeah, it did. Pu- you pathetic human can't look on the inside. Remember that whole... Song yeah. and dance with Ultron. Yeah, where he was just like, humans <laughs> just don't look on the inside of things. And just like breaks open the scepter and there's the, uh, the, the mind, mind stone. stone in there. And it's yellow. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I can accept it now. So the Tesseract's the blue one. Yes, yep. I win. Um, brings us into Dormammu. Dormammu. Yeah. We didn't see much of Dormammu, right? We saw. He should have been man-sized. I kind of like that he was. I did kind of like. I kind of like that he was. You know, the universe face, and it yeah. was terrifying. He was really terrifying. Very similar feel to uh, Thanos's face, though, with the mm-hmm. the pruny, that's true, the pruny look. Um, his and it was he was kind of on fire as much as you can be on fire in space. Well, mm-hmm. it's not even the fire. Like in in comics, the way they did fire in the Silver Age, like on Dormammu's head and the Human Torch's body, is you have these like vertical lines. Mm. Yeah. And he had this like crazy vertical line ripple effect over his face that I'm like, very good. I can see why these are, they really put the smart guys behind Spider-Man's expressive mask, <laughs> you know, to work on Dormammu's face. How do you make space show expression? Let's do this. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So who who would win in a fight? Dormammu from the Doctor Strange movie or Galactus from the Fantastic Four two movie? Ooh. Huh? Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Uh, Galactus. Dormammu kind of bitched out. Dormammu was awesome. I loved him. He just got outsmarted so easily. And that's just for me. That's who Dormammu is. The only real, like, I'm not a big uh, Doctor Strange comic fan, but the first time I've ever seen Dormammu in my life was in the Spider-Man animated uh, TV show. And Spider-Man defeated him with a little help from Doctor Strange. Really? (laughs) It's just like, what kind of inter, like, what kind of interdimensional demon are you that a kid from Queens with like some <laughs> spider powers can pretty much easily defeat you. Hey, he was, was a grown ass man in that cartoon. That's true. You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> Baron um, Mordo in that show was also voiced by Tony J, who you may know as uh, Fro- uh, Frollo from um, Hunchback of Notre Dame and oh, Megabyte really? on Reboot. Oh, oh nice. Oh. So so Baron Mordo sounded like a, like a dark motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, from the chat, Serge says, Fun fact, Dormammu's face is actually that of Benedict Cumberbatch. As is half of his voice. 
Oh, Interesting. Really? Really? Oh yeah. Wow. They, huh. they went they went full Smaug on that one. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it was it was a combination of his hmm. voice and another uncredited actor with a very deep voice. Ooh, was it Martin Short? No, he's not. No, <laughs> no Martin Freeman. They did what I wanted. I <laughs> oh no, you, yeah, I think you're referring Sherlock. to Martin Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Oh. Martin Lawrence. Martin. I was thinking Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Not. No. Not Watson. Oh, oh Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing free word association. Hey, what do you right do now? with that time stuff? <laughs> Tracy Chapman. With me. Tracy Ch Charlie Chapman. Chapman. Charlie Chapman. 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 I would. I would kind of pay to see Liz Lemon try and say, "Tracy Jordan, I've come to bargain." <laughs> <laughs> you can't bargain with Tracy Jordan. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you that that was. I think bar none, the most Doctor Strangey bit in the movie. This whole yeah. movie, uh, and I do want to talk about the special effects and stuff in a moment, uh, but the last character we do have to talk about, um, other than the villain, the villain was forgettable for me, he was cool, but whatever, um, is Rachel McAdams. Was she necessary in the movie, in the role in which no. she was? Rachel McAdams is always necessary. As, as the Natalie Portman of the Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> um, I... You can, I usually don't like her, but I actually, as much I actually did like Rachel McAdams in this role. Yeah. Although I do, also don't think they made her as necessary a part. They also could have not had her. Yeah. And the, mm -hmm. it would have changed nothing. Yeah. Um, but I actually kind of liked her in the role. The only reason why I'll defend her, like her character in this movie, is to get that really cool scene where Doctor Strange is jumping from the astral plane, plane oh, into yeah. normal plane of existence. And just like mm -hmm. overlooking his own surgery, I know. <laughs> uh, while having a crazy fight that you can only <laughs> see rumblings of, really, at points, uh, that scene really sold it to me. And that's like, I, up until that point, I was like, I don't need her here at all. Everybody loves astral astral plane punches, and that's everybody so loves that that scene was taken right out of the oath. It's so cool. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> there was actually a lot less mansplaining in the movie than there was in the actual comments. <laughs> the comics. But it was still pretty great. Um, the other thing about it... Is, so like you, you can see the development from the Thor movies up until now in terms of treating uh, secondary female characters in these superhero movies. If you look at how the relationship between Thor and Natalie Portman was portrayed is Thor shows up for about a week and then right. dies in Natalie Portman's arms and she is devastated. You would have thought you kicked her puppy into the sun. Like, just devastated. And I'm sitting there watching this movie and I was like, yo, you've known him for like a week. And he wasn't even with you that whole time in the week that he was on Earth. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Whereas in this, they really develop it where they've had, you know, like a relationship of some kind in the past. Uh, for her, it might have been more than it was for him. And it makes sense that, you know, he would go seek her out for medical attention because he respects her uh, not only as a person, but as a surgeon. So you can see kind of a bit of a development. I would have liked to see a little bit more. In all honesty, I'd like to see her be more purposeful. Yeah. Instead of just having being there for that really cool scene, which I still really appreciate. But like uh, to Chris's point, like you could take her out and you could have that horrible, like, quote unquote, rival, like the idiot to Doctor Strange. Um, Nick, that's Nicodemus West, by the way. Oh, really? That's true. Also from the oath. Oh. 
But you, you could have had him doing the surgery, right? And it wouldn't have changed too much for that movie. That's so. true. Other than, other than make it a total sausage fest. Yeah, <laughs> correct. So a lot of the stuff we saw, like I Wong. recognize there's a lot of parallels between this movie and The Oath. Mm-hmm. So with the bad guys all kind of had that weird like darkened eye thing. I'm wondering if Jason, was that kind of similar to the way that Doctor Strange looked at um, during your run you said there's something about his eyes like disappeared or, or went black or something like that yeah so when he used um atlantean uh dark magic his not necessarily happened like in that fashion but yeah it kind of is like his eyes decayed and uh like one fell out and uh remember wong looked at him and he's like uh you know your eyes are missing he goes oh that's new like <laughs> <laughs> interesting development no um but i would say it, Kind of, but not really. Okay, if that I was works. wondering. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of times when Doctor Strange uses stuff like the Eye of Agamotto in the comics, he gets like a third eye on his head. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, glyphs and stuff appear all over the place in Doctor Strange comics. Sometimes when he casts incantations, you see it like, you know, almost like the way they had it in the movie is like there's these runic symbols around what he casts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're, they're, I mean, they borrowed a lot of stuff. One thing that that really bothered me was the sling rings. Yeah, was that the, th- the was it a thing? Was it really a thing in the comics? The magical artifacts thing is is pretty cool. I like how they sort of made it almost a Jedi rite of passage, where yeah. like yeah. you choose your weapon. It's based on how you fight, like this, this, and that. And by the way, Wan, uh, Wong has the wand of Watum, which is like kind of a big deal in the comics. It can like make tornadoes and stuff. Oh and it looks yes. just like it. that was <laughs> perfect. I got my cape action. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. So yeah, good about the cape. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna talk about like the the boots of floatiness that Mordo has, but fuck that. <laughs> or even his his staff of the living tribunal, which it's, I don't even want to think about right now. The cloak of levitation is the best character in this movie. It's really yeah, nice it to see that carpet from Aladdin is really continuing his career. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, uh, there. Yep. I mean, they got the rights to it because it's all Disney in the end. I know. So, it's yeah. all it really universe. wasn't that difficult. Same universe. So that means that this is a prequel to Aladdin because Aladdin takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Right? That's that's the that's the theory. <laughs> I can show you the world. Which world? <laughs> is it the mirror dimension or the dark dimension? dimension or... Well, the end of Infinity War. Now we know that, you know, Thanos is going to turn the world into a post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. I'll, like, say this. Watching <laughs> Doctor Strange, at like, I start dealing a bit at certain, certain points because the way the characters are dressed, mm-hmm. they kind of remind me of, like, Jedi robes and Sith mm. robes. So once, um, what's-his-face are, like, getting all, like, becoming bad guyish, it's like he turns to the dark side. This is it. Gives him power. Gives him strength. It sets him free. All right. That's all I could think of, and I was waiting for someone to pop out with a type of like lightsaberish weapon. But said they're yeah. using those weird like mirror-ish knives and swords and stuff like Dude, that. Shade's got those sick light whips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck that was, but that was cool. They, they also <laughs> looked beautiful. To me, it's, yeah, they did. seemed goopy. To me. There's some slight goopiness. Like there's some goop going on there. There's, a, there's just a touch of goop. <laughs> He's got like goop. that Nickelodeon gack thing going on. He's <laughs> yeah. like pulling it together. Blow exactly. attack. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's what they use. They just like because it's green, so they can just like just screen it out, right? Oh post. yeah, oh, that totally. Makes sense. It's just yeah. Oh, it's radioactive. <laughs> I'm sorry, Caecilius, but you need to learn. My mystic arts teacher was Mark Summers. <laughs> <laughs> 
So while we're on the subject of oh. like visual effects, can we talk about that one crazy trippy scene? Oh, when, that's the best scene when she takes him for a ride. Oh yeah. man, that was so. I, I want to go see the movie again just for that scene. Yeah. Like, did just, you guys all see it in 3D? I, no. I saw it. I did. Yeah. I, did I saw it in 2D. It did. I got to tell you, I'm not a 3D guy. But it was good. Soon, as soon as. I saw the visuals in the trailer. I'm like, this is the only way to see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't imagine seeing it any other way. I that see one I, shot with the hands. Oh um, my god, the hands oh, yeah, looked oh. absolutely <laughs> amazing. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going exploded. on? This is <laughs> what? It was just like that drug trip I saw in that movie when I was on that drug trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. One of my coworkers is saying like he feels he feels like the director of Doctor Strange. Went up to like the special effects crew and asked them, "What haven't you tried in a movie yet, or always want to try? Let's go with that and just see what yeah. the fuck happens." Yeah, a lot of people were kind of um, drawing comparisons to Space Odyssey, Interesting. Um, to that scene when he kind of you know takes his little journey. Um, especially, God, it's full of multiverses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just with like. With how long it took, too, like it was like a solid three minutes, I want to say. Like, and when you th- stop and think about how much time that is, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are drawing comparisons to Kubrick, which is pretty cool. That's well, cool. at the same time, though, they do that in movies tremendously where they'll do a scene that's completely taken from another movie just because the director or the art or the, um, uh, the art director basically really want to do that scene. Mm-hmm. So it's possible they're like, yeah, it's just some uh, space Aussie in this shit. Why not? You know? Yeah. yeah. The Dark Dimension also kind of looks like when uh, in Ant Man when he shrinks down like super right? super yeah. small. I yeah. was thinking that. I was thinking it looked like cereal to me. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like kids <laughs> kind of cereal, like Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Fruit Loops in space. That Mint. is lifted right out of. A Ditko comic book. I know. I, yeah, I saw the art. It was like straight, just it's, like one for one. It's, it's really so cool. on point. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff. They, they Again, getting these little details out of the comics and putting them in here where, nor, like, you know, uh, muggles or people who don't know this kind of stuff wouldn't really pick up on it. But those of us who, you know, do know the art and do know these little references, that's where the, I think Marvel really great. shines, right? Is getting those little references in there. Um, talking about Doctor Strange in, what was it, Iron Man? No, Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, referencing him, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Giving us a taste of what's what's to come. Also, that was a really accurate algorithm to predict that Doctor Strange would somehow get into a car accident and ruin his hands and then become a Sorcerer Supreme. He should have died in that car crash. Yeah. He, <laughs> that was too much. I think that wristwatch saved him, though, just like in uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Well, what if it wasn't really them thinking that he would become Doctor Strange or become uh, the Social Supreme? It was just he was so intelligent, yeah, he was he a threat. Would, he would do something, yeah. Uh, he would do something kind of um, Iron Man-esque. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, something I want to talk about, which you don't really talk about too much on movies, is the music in this uh, movie. Oh, I can't wait. I really liked this movie, the music in this, but it was... Um, Reminiscent of Harry Potter to me. It was also reminiscent of Harry Potter, but I cannot get Sherlock out of my head because yeah, that too. Because yeah, like I just I don't know what it is. It's like the cadence of the song, or it's the I don't know. Like it just had Sherlock written all over it. Is that it sounds exactly like Star Trek? 
That that too. Yeah. That too. Something I was about British for leads. It. Admittedly, it is the same guy. <laughs> oh, all right. He he yeah, mailed in the wrong like, the wrong files by accident. I was expecting to see Chris Pine like pop in somewhere and just be like, <laughs> "Clear the room." No, he works for another studio. <laughs> Your brother James T. Strange. <laughs> God, and then he sees Thor, and he's just like, "Dad." Yeah, <laughs> Dad, Dad, Dad. Um. I, I liked it. I, I the whole ride home. I was listening to the soundtrack on my phone. It was it was great. Ah, uh, sweet. I'm still listening to it too. You know, I'm kind of phasing out of it a little bit, but it's just cool. And and the gradient, um, in using the like the not organ, but like I don't even know what they're using. But it goes from like a normal orchestral soundtrack, which is what we've been kind of missing in a lot of these superhero movies as of late, into this blend of this like strange you're welcome um sounding uh instrument and really using that more heavily so uh before we head into the secret question guys i want to ask you um what was one highlight and one blunder for you in this movie and let's hmm. let's, let's start with casey uh highlights let's see um the ending bit with dormammu is my favorite part of the entire movie mm-hmm uh, I like that there's a clever, I would say nonviolent, but Strange got the shit beaten yeah. <laughs> over and over and over. But it's a very smart, like, very Doctor Strange thing for him to do, for him to be like, I've come to bargain. Like, you know, he's a man who, in a, in a, in a world of sorcery that has essentially no limits, is growing more and more aware of his limits, and when he comes up against what is basically a god he he knows how to play it right and uh are we gonna talk can i talk about the stinger is that a blunder for you or highlight because you already said your highlight oh biscuits um mm-hmm. he's wearing gloves in the stinger i went for two Jeez. uh blunder i'm gonna go with missed opportunity not just having caecilius as mordo mm. i mean mm. that's what he basically is at, you know at the end of it there were a, there are other better names they could have fished out of a hat yeah. for for Doctor Strange. Yeah, or Kalu, <laughs> uh, this guy named Kalu who is not the cancer-filled bald kid on that show that everybody hates. But in <laughs> fact, are <laughs> you? Yeah, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kalu is is. In a couple of stories, he's Doctor Strange's teacher for the dark arts, which really would have fit with this whole thing where even uh, the Ancient One gets her powers from from dark forces, which is something that didn't bother me when I watched the movie, but bothered me once I got out of it and kept thinking about it and was reminded by a buddy whose favorite character is Doctor Strange, how shitty that is. Hmm. Okay. Um, Doc Chris. Um, let's see. What did I dig? Um, I, I really liked how they actually had him defeat Dormammu. As soon as he flipped to the dark dimension, I was like, all right, I'm probably not going to buy whatever happens here. <laughs> um, and then it, I thought it was like, just, it was really clever the way it was done. Um, and I was like, all right. I get this. I'm a fan. Um, I really dig. I really like that. Um, 
I think my biggest blunder is probably what I said before, where I felt like he was too much just Tony Stark with a uh, medical degree. Mm. Uh, I, I wanted yeah. a little bit more departure. Like, I thought it was hilarious, but I, I thought he, they were, he was very funny. He was very witty. Uh, but I wanted, I guess, a little bit more grandiose and theatrics to who he was. Mm. Um, as far as, like, the... the uh, and actually, I'm going to talk about the stinger for a minute as well, but the Thor stinger, I'm wondering if that scene was actually directed by Taiko Akiki, who's going to be directing the um, Ragnarok movie because definitely had that kind of just really banal feel to it, the mm-hmm. way just two people just kind of sitting down, shooting the shit. Um, I really, th- I thought that stinger was also quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jason Mack. Uh, I mean, I really genuinely like this movie a lot. Um, a couple things that I really enjoyed though is, is the comedy, right? That's, that's yeah. how I live my life. But uh, like, Really? Yeah? No, actually, yeah. I don't. It's a lie. You're not very funny. So. Seriously. Yeah, I don't, I don't find you funny at all. I live my life every day as fast and as funny as possible. <laughs> um, you the first <laughs> or your last? <laughs> so, when, you know, Doctor Strange keeps bringing back, like, he brought himself back to the hospital and then he brings back the Ancient One and she, Rachel McAdams is like, Jesus Christ, you're back again. You know what I mean? Like, those kind of, like, little quips are really, really funny to me. Mm. Um, the thing that kind of, I guess troubled me a little bit was there's no enchantments, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't learn he doesn't have to say anything necessarily. He's just kind of fighting along. Unless I missed it entirely, um, that and then I don't know. I, I expected him to have a, at least at least a weapon or two, like another weapon or two, or another Something. enchanted item to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that opens it up for future movies too. So true. Uh Dave. Um. What they did well for me was just the overall like magic use of the movie or how they bent reality. Um, I tell everyone all the time, but it's probably like the most fun I had watching a Marvel movie just because of all the visual effects. It was phenomenal yeah. watch, a lot of fun. I regret not seeing it in IMAX or 3D. I really wish I did see. I really wish I ponied up the dough just to do it because I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm just watching 2D. Who needs 3D? And I was completely wrong. Um. Where I thought they had a big blunder was I thought that Doctor Strange learned shit way too quickly. Yeah, that that's my blunder they, too, yeah. They made it seem like he was there for like three months at the most. Yeah. So I really wish and they could have solved it really easily. When you went to go see Rachel McAdams character Rachel McAdams character, she could have been like, Where have you been? You've been gone for three years, you know, something like that. Would have been like, Okay, so he did spend some time away, but they make it feel like it goes by so freaking quick i understand he's smart and he has a well, photographic memory and he's able to do all this but she says something to that effect she i don't think she says the exact time frame but she's like you've been gone for a while um yeah but a while could be yeah, it could be anything it, yeah. it's not a specific time frame yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of subscribing to the theory that time moves slower inside um Kamartage. oh like a hyperbolic time chamber like, oh, you, can have, like yeah. you can have yes exactly he could have like ten years of magic under his belt by the time Thor shows up on his doorstep. What was that thing from Dragon Ball Z where they went to train to feed? I said that. I said the yeah. uh, hyperbolic that what, time chamber. called? Oh, I didn't remember what it was called. Yeah, it's my that, bad. It's a my really bad. long, confusing name that makes no sense. Same page, two different wavelengths. You jerk. I I like that. The like I can pull so many parallels from Dragon Ball Z into this movie, <laughs> just randomly. Right? First rule of Popo's training: Do not talk about Popo's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Terrible. <laughs> uh, talk about how Popo was blackface in that. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, moving right along. Uh, for me, the uh, I, th- I think my highlight or uh, a good success for it was that book scene, the book stealing scene was really yeah. cool where he's using uh the portals to just take the books that Wong has oh, yeah. him from and Wong is listening to Beyonce and Wong is listening <laughs> to Beyonce single ladies after single ladies of all freaking things i think yeah uh even after eliminate. like re- acting like he didn't know who Beyonce was although he could have not known who Beyonce was heard about it looked it up after the fact and then instantly became a fan Either way is hilarious. Uh, Blunders is the same thing as you, Dave. I just feel like he got the hang of it just a little too quickly for me. Yeah, um, big time. It was like one scene he couldn't even make a portal. Then all of a sudden after he could make it. It was almost like, and, it, and it's funny enough that Disney like owns them. But like I feel like Disney movies do that where it's like they just need to overcome one obstacle. Then everything else is just super easy. And then they're just a master at their craft immediately. Um, so that that is as well. Uh, also, <laughs> Rachel McAdams. I don't know. Just like I think she did great in the yeah. role, but I think her overall the role was unnecessary. Yeah, her character definitely was not needed at all. If they were gonna put her in there, mm. especially Rachel McAdams, because she is a, a pretty like good actress. Yeah. Um, make her character have more just something. Yeah. Yeah. Like be more important. Uh, be a bigger part of his life. It was just she was just there. Yeah. I would uh, say that is a, an overall theme that most Marvel movies uh, <laughs> are lacking. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to bring up is uh, an Easter egg that you might have missed and you might not know about unless you're a diehard Marvel fan. Um, Casey, Casey there, probably saw it. There is a Casey, Casey. You want to talk about it? I got one. I got real. What do you What do you got? What do you got, Casey? Uh, so the purple eyes thing where their eyes are melting out of their face for Kaecilius and okay. his two his two homies. Yeah. When they like start to totally melt and break down and turn to stone and stuff, mm-hmm. you get a very good glimpse of like the one eye, like a bright pink eye. They get turned into mindless ones at the end of the movie. Mm. You could you could you out there in TV land can Google up what a mindless one looks it's, like. It's, it's that was like mine run. We're not good enough for TV land yet. Oh, yeah. They're like a big stone man with a big glowing eye, and they shoot mm. lasers out of their face. And who do they serve mindlessly? The Dread Dormammu. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get to see them again in the sequel. Uh, Runaways reference in this movie. Yeah. Say what? Yep. Uh, so there's a, for those of you who don't know, there's a comic out there called The Runaways. The Runaways is... Um, actually, Joan Jett's band. It's, yeah, <laughs> not that, not that. So The Runaways is a comic about a bunch of teenagers who find out that their parents are like Z-list supervillains. So not even like have a really good name. Uh, but each of their <laughs> parents would meet up like probably once a week, once a month, whatever. Uh, and they thought they were just getting drunk and playing poker or whatever. But what they were actually doing is take is planning world domination. The kids find out and decide they don't want to go about that path. So they kind of form their, form their own little super group. Uh, it's really good. It's very Joss Whedon-y. Joss Whedon himself even was uh, embarrassed that he didn't think of the idea first. And he actually wrote a, st- a story arc of this comic. So definitely read it if you have not. Um, during, um, I don't remember when it was, but they had... When they're gearing up to uh, try and save Hong Kong. That's what it is. Uh, you see the staff of one, which is what uh, the character named Nico has inherited from her mother, uh, so it's interesting they're changing up the the dynamic a little bit where Nico's mom wasn't a supervillain, but rather a, a hero in a sense. 
so very interesting stuff coming out of there. Fun uh, fact for you guys in internet land as well is they are making a Runaways television show. Uh, it is going to be on Hulu, last I heard. Uh, no news on when it's going to come out or anything like that that I'm aware of, but search the internet for stuff like that. It's definitely great, and they're really branching out this movie to incorporate even further mystical elements in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, that brings us to... Whoa, 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 whoa. What's wrong, Casey? I got I got more ET eggs. I got well. All right. Okay. Well, well I mean. So so yeah. the so the guy who gets killed, uh, <laughs> saving or trying to protect the New York mansion. Yeah. That's uh, Daniel Drum. So okay. That's brother brother Voodoo's brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's another one. What else you got? I feel like I should the have Stanley appearance. Them. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Stanley's Stanley's on a bus. He's on a bus. Yep. Yeah. He's on a bus. One of us, one of us. One of us, one of us. Laughing, that's so funny. Since Casey said he had so many Easter eggs and he only had one more to give us. Come on. That's going to cue us into our secret question. So tonight we talked about Marvel's Doctor Strange, the 14th edition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we all pretty much loved it, based on what I can tell. We talked about the characters, how they differ from their comic book uh, predecessors, uh, the changes, the similarities, even the love interests. We talked about how music is really kind of like hacking the universe. Mm -hmm. um, what we didn't really talk about in too much depth, which might leave people kind of wondering, is that stinger there uh, with uh, Thor and Doctor Strange. So my secret question, and I, I want to kind of, this is going to be a little bit involved. Um, there is a theory that that is not actually Thor. My secret mm. question is, do you think that's Thor or not? Dave, oh, is, that, no. is that Thor? I'll think it's Thor. The reason why is because he was drinking beer. Okay. Cool. It sounds like a stupid theory, but I don't think Loki would drink beer or it's, care for beer. See, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and quite fast, too, mm -hmm. at the beer consumption. Um, however, it does cut away while the beer is being consumed. So he could be doing the old Looney Tunes, throw it behind his back, come up, and it's still there. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Jason Mack, what do you think? I think I think it's, first of all, real quick, I thought your secret question was going to be how many... Uh, Attempts did uh, Doctor Strange make at Dormammu with making a barter with him or whatever? Because mm. um, you don't know. You don't know. Oh, it's, it's got to be like Groundhog Day where it's like 10,000 years or something. Right? <laughs> but um, my, my answer to this is I think, I think it's Loki, right? Because at the end of Dark World, Thor um, is talking and he's under the assumption that Odin is alive. And he speaks to him. So oh, why would point. he... like? Is Has anything kind of led us to believe that... He knows that he's not around yet. So I think that Loki is pulling some bullshit right now and he's kind of screwing with everybody. That could be, but we also don't know what's been happening uh, during the events because when they're talking, they're in modern times, right? Um, yeah. By evidence of the gloves, Doctor Strange is a lot more comfortable in being the Sorcerer Supreme. Be so glad he has those gloves. So glad he has those gloves. Um, it could be that he realized during this course that maybe Odin is not there or maybe Loki staged it so that it looks like Odin felt Earth later than he actually did. Uh-huh. It could be. I mean with with a with a trickster god it's kind of 
tough to say. Doc Chris, yeah. what about you? Um, you know what? I'm going to say I've, I've said many things that have been horribly wrong tonight, so I might as well keep going. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it is Loki for one reason only, is he says that Odin's missing. But we already know where Odin is. He is currently in Westworld playing games and sending Cyclops <laughs> on many missions <laughs> with the man in black. <laughs> um, so based off that alone, I would say um, we're getting we're getting tricked because uh, <laughs> that bottomless glass just kept going. And, and the, the man in black is only trying to warn Odin. I mean, he has done a similar environment where he had this self-contained world and it, he made the mistake of making it center around a human and it went horribly wrong and lost all of his riches. So he's just really trying to, to really just help Odin out. He's actually the personification <laughs> of Odin's raven. <laughs> That's, That's great. That's why he's all in black. That's great. That's great. You're welcome. That's also the most accurate thing you've said all night. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Everything else up to this point has been utter and blatant Nothing. lie. <laughs> Casey's back. Casey, I, I heard your voice. Here's the thing. Before uh, Ant-Man, all the stingers we've had have been like, oh, this clearly happens after this movie. Uh, and by the way, just real, real quick, if you don't know what we're talking about when we say stingers, it's post credit scenes for those of you. you yeah. know. Okay. Uh, so for post credit scene, you say singer. I've already explained it. It's fine. Listen, it's no, fine. no, we're back. No, we're going Insistent back. Consistent terminology, <laughs> my <laughs> friend. Still, Casey. Look, Ant Man <laughs> set the stage where the the stinger didn't have to be at the end of a movie, or it didn't have to be its own thing. Mm. That was a scene cut right into Captain America three. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just to be more specific, it's the scene where Bucky's arm is in a vice and Cap and yep. Falcon are talking about the Accords and up. Oh, he's got a secret tiny man. Um, I'm thinking that this cameo by Doctor Strange will be in Thor Ragnarok, maybe halfway through the movie where Thor has already bested Loki at his own game of deception and figured out he was posing as his own father. Nice. They both don't know where Odin is, but Odin is probably in in Asgardian hell. That's hell with one L. Um, or Odin's actually died fighting something bigger than him, related to the actual Ragnarok, which might be Surtur. There's a lot of places he could be, and Ragnarok is a war on all the nine realms of Asgard, of which Midgard is included. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking. Hmm, that's really cool. Um, we have, uh, kind of for the chat going on, we have Adam. Good to see you, buddy, as always. He's saying Adam, that um, Dick Jones Thor isn't necessarily a Loki imposter, but maybe a Skrull imposter. Uh, those are owned by Fox. No, they're not. The Super Scrolls owned by Fox. The Skrulls are owned by Marvel. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Way to go, Adam! <laughs> Casey's impressed. Couldn't tell. You guys saw the second stinger, right? I did, but I'm forgetting what it is at this point. But let me answer my own question, then we can talk about the second stinger. Um, I would like to think that it's just Thor, just based on the fact that he drinks beer really, really fast, even though it cuts away and does all that stuff. Um, He did look weird, though. Like like bad wig Thor. Well. Like Thor 1 Thor wig? Yeah. You got to look at it this way. Chris Hemsworth does lose weight really quickly. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't as big as I thought. He gains weight quick, quickly, but he loses it as just as quick. So he wasn't like the 
stocky Thor were used to. Sure. Um, and they pro- he probably just didn't have the long hair for it. They probably thought of it after the fact. They're like, oh, shit. Um, quick, put this on. Sit down and try to look at to do some push-ups now. And that's probably what they did to get the scene done. Yeah. Because um, the same thing happened with the first Avengers where Captain America storyline starts off at the end of Captain America where – um, of course, I've read the name of the actor now. Um, Chris he's Evans. Like real, Chris Evans, thank you. Chris Evans is nice and big and stocky in the end of Captain America, but in Avengers, he's much thinner and smaller because – excuse me, because he lost all of the – that was for you guys. This because is why he lost nice things, Dave. <laughs> Because it's the beer, leave me alone. Because he lost all of the weight, pretty much all like the mass. So I think that's why he looks so weird. Weird. Yeah. Would you say it's water weight? That's it. I'm gone. I'm going home. <laughs> oh god, we lost Greg. Wait, he is home. <laughs> Who are you trying to kid? He's taking out of his own house. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm going. I'm leaving. It's more difficult to get set back up when I don't have my headphones in. <laughs> Wireless. That's the way of the future. Um, so let's talk about the second stinger. Let's, let's talk about that. Casey, let's leave that away on that. Bar- Baron Mordo. Yeah. The cloaked, hooded up, the works, follows mm-hmm. a... Uh, there's a construction worker um, in the middle of the film that Doctor Strange goes to seek out to find the location of, you know, the Ancient One and all this stuff because he made a miraculous recovery from being crippled from the neck or chest down. Um, and it turns out this guy's walking through basic use of magic. Um, Baron Mordo being... A dick. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the newly formed dick. Newly formed <laughs> the evil dick he was always meant to be. Not to be mistaken <laughs> for the good Wong. Yeah, listen, he, he was not willing to compromise mm. on strange manipulating time to, and magic to save the world. So... Mm. His plan is now to take magic from everybody who uses it. Hmm. And Too he rips the magic right out of that guy and leaves him quadriplegic once again. Yeah. All right. Let's what a dick. Up. Poor Benjamin Bratt. I wonder if, if um, he's going to be featured in the next Avengers movie. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like yeah. too big of a threat to just, like, keep in one and keep just keep for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And a good actor, too. So it would be nice yeah. to see him come back. Yeah. I'd love to see him just fight uh, Red Skull, though. I think that'd be really cool. Even though we'll never see Red Skull again, which sucks. Damn Hugo Weaving and his ego. That Maybe he's is... actually Surtur. Like, he's just spent years in Asgard. <laughs> Maybe. Think about it. His last wish on the Cosmic Cube was to become a god. There you go. Okay. Now he's mm. this evil fire demon. Not, not bad. Not bad. Uh, and with that, that's all the time that we have for this week. Remember to follow us on Facebook for podcast video replays, uh, Facebook-specific live streams and updates, and remember to stay uh, tuned as well and keep your eye out on twitch.tv slash badcaddyfunky for more uh, game streaming. I believe Surge is streaming Battlefield 1 right now, which is Ooh, pretty nice. cool. Um, right. I'm going to be getting down on some Dishonored 2 in the upcoming days, so that's going to be a lot of a good time as well. And stay tuned to your instant gramification on Instagram and to keep geek culture as we see it and Twitter for the latest updates on nerd news and our live broadcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, etc. Working on getting us on the Google Play Store as well, so that's going to be fun when that happens. Uh, 
Guys, thank you so much for deciding to hang out with us tonight. Uh, we love it when you show up, as always. And we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. Or, or never. Never. Oh, never we should we should do a time thing. Like we should we should say like, why don't we end this podcast in some sort of trapped in a time loop? Ooh, ooh, why don't we end this wait, podcast? Wait, 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 wait. We should do this thing loop. where we end it in a time loop. We should say we should end it in a time loop. Oh, oh we got an idea, guys. We should like end it like in a time loop. Say we're gonna do it like in a time loop. No, 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 guys. We should do it in a time loop. We should like you know end it in a time loop. No, guys. We should we should end it in a time loop and say we're in some sort of time loop. And that's how Doctor Strange beat Dormammu. You know, that was kind of like a multiplicity thing where, like, every time we copied each other, it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the telephone game and we can hear each other clearly. We should end up in time loop. Somebody has a big butt. <laughs>